Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to News Mississippi. In November, nearly 88% of Mississippi schools provided in-person learning. Governor Tate Reeves says although there is a risk of COVID transmission, Mississippi classrooms are relatively safe. There's been a recent study done. It basically said what we had anticipated, which was there's very little transmission that occurred in the classroom. And what I've said from the beginning, we know that there is risk, but there's far greater risk for our kids to not be in the classroom from a mental health standpoint and all the other potential downside risk that exists. And gas prices are going up and some wonder if energy costs will go up as well. Central District Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey says that remains to be seen. Weather has a tremendous amount of effect. Geopolitical has a tremendous amount of effect. Policy and regulations certainly has an influence. But we're a very vibrant and innovative economy. We have found ways to unlock a lot of energy resources. And I feel we'll continue to be able to do that. Andy Davis, News Mississippi. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811 or you might hit. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or a gas line. Tent's gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the. Don't worry, honey, the doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. After President Biden took the oath of office, he had a message for those who voted for Trump in the 2020 election. Hear me out as we move forward. Take a measure of me and my heart. If you still disagree, so be it. That's democracy. That's America. The right to dissent peaceably. And now many are anxious to see if President Biden's 100 million shots in 100 days will come to fruition. Dr. Randy Easterling believes it's achievable. The officials, the CDC and, and Dr. Fauci and others are saying that the 100 million in 100 days is a doable thing. I think we're looking anywhere from 11 to 12,000, maybe 16 to 17,000 inoculations a day in Mississippi. And if state lawmakers do decide to eliminate income taxes, would that mean eliminating all tax exemptions. Mike McCormick, president of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, says it would affect a lot of farmers. I had some pretty good conversation with our leadership that those that's not going to be part of the recommendation. Andy Davis, News Mississippi. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Southeastern Conference basketball action today finds Texas A&M at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels in the Pavilion. 2.30 is the tip-off. 2 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Mississippi State is at Alabama to take on the league-leading Crimson Tide. 5 o'clock tip-off at air. 4.30 is the airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network this afternoon. Other Southeastern Conference action. Auburn is at South Carolina. Arkansas is at Vanderbilt. Florida is at Georgia. LSU at Kentucky. Missouri is at Tennessee. Alabama leads the SEC standings at 7-0, and followed by LSU at 5-2. and Tennessee is 4-2 and in the league. Missouri is 3-2. and Florida and Mississippi State are 4-3. and Kentucky is 3-3. and Arkansas is 3-4. and 
Georgia, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss are all two and four. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton and Extendamax Herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer trials. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. The NFL playoffs have reached the championship games. The NFC championship game and the AFC championship game will both be played tomorrow. The Packers and the Buccaneers will play a battle each other for the NFC Championship game at Lambeau tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The scheduled forecast right now for Lambeau Field is cloudy with snow showers possible. 50% chance of snow showers during the game between the Packers and the Buccaneers. Then the AFC Championship game is scheduled for 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. That's the Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending champions. Taking on the Bills. That'll be a 5.30 kickoff at Kansas City. The weather forecast right now in Kansas City is 40% chance of rain with a high of 45 degrees, a low of 34. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. My goodness. I see that Raleigh's back. Howdy, howdy. How's everything? The world doing treating you right this week? It's been good, yeah. Good, good. Um, for those of you who were not with us last week, we had to allow Raleigh to, uh, oh, I don't know, go celebrate somebody's bachelor wedding hoo-ha <laughs> instead of coming to work. That's wonderful, though. What a great opportunity for a bunch of people who were in the same pod to go do something together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're very cautious about... Uh, Traveling, very cautious about doing anything. I ate food from a restaurant this week. Still haven't, you know. I'll, I'll sit on the out. I'll sit on the deck outside. But I'm too old and too old <laughs> to go inside. <laughs> I have to wear a mask everywhere. And I think everyone needs to understand that we're still in this. So, if uh, if you like, I have been on hold and computer refreshing. It's going to happen. We're all going to be able to get our vaccines. I'm confident of that. I'm telling myself that as well as you. And, uh, yes, I'm beginning to book gigs in with people around <laughs> in late 
in April about is where I'm, when I think I'm going to be able to start. But so if you're interested in that, you want to get on my calendar, certainly this is the time to begin doing that. I, I'm confident that I will be able to at least go and stand at a great social distance from people and, and talk about gardening this year. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And I think that uh, I know that vaccines are the way. So if you have one handy, call me today. No, <laughs> I don't want, I'm not doing that. <laughs> if you have a garden question, if you have a garden comment, uh, good morning, Greg, already on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. And, of course, the Super Talk call line is always open to you, and the very first thing on a Saturday, you'd love to talk to me, 888 I am Garden Mama, otherwise known as Nellie Neal. It is a great, wonderful reason to get up on Saturday morning to come and be with you. Regardless of the weather, regardless of whether I'd rather be in my garden, I wouldn't. If I'm not in your garden, I'm not having a good time. So welcome on in. Thank you for being here. For people who don't think you can garden on the radio, well, you can. <laughs> so it's it's not as hard as cooking on the radio. <laughs> but we can talk about things. We can get pl- plans in place and occasionally even uh, connect people with stuff that they're looking for. Um, I, I'm so happy to, to see the text line starting to warm up. And, um, oh, good, now we can see some of the later music and yes there will be some changes oh goody i get to pick out some songs today that i i usually let the computer take most of it and then i pick a few on the edge but they were pretty good today so i'm gonna work into the second hour um sad news to to bring to you today um and and it's just it's very sad for those of us in radio and for anybody that's you know enjoyed his career so long Larry King has passed away and um, quite frankly I just hope that somewhere along the way somebody you know me you or somebody can have as much impact on their career as he did because he frankly changed everything in many many ways Um, 87 and I feel like he lived to be 187. He was around for so long doing so many good things for all of us in the radio, the media world. I would be remiss if I did not comment that um, another of our southern legends passed away. That, of course, is Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron from Mobile, Alabama. He was so impressive in not only the way he played baseball, but the way he lived his life. So I live that. I leave that there. <laughs> Anything y'all are doing today, um, believe me, there's a couple more angels watching over all of us. So that's a good thing. Let's see. Well, here we are. Good morning. Carl's on the text line. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Things are looking good. Roses and everything. That's lovely, Carl. You know, so much fun to hear from y'all and see your pictures as things go along. It looks to me like Carl's about to start um, pruning and I have to tell you that we're rolling up towards February. I know. I know. Your your pruning hands are getting itchy. You can certainly take out the ornamental grasses now. That's important to do is get them down. I've, I've got one more to prune. And I hope, well, that's not true. If I was going to prune the little short ones, I would prune them now. But they actually need to be dug and divided so much that I need somebody who needs, like, a 20-foot row of tiny ornamental grasses. <laughs> ah, I don't have room for them anymore. They have literally grown themselves into a a massive clump. They were two plants about 
10 feet apart with other things in between them. There's nothing else in between them anymore. They've just taken the entire the entire area. And they're getting pruned. Um, but don't prune the roses yet. Don't prune the evergreen shrubs yet. Okay, just hang on. Sharpen your shears. Go get some string trimmer line, you know, whatever you're planning to do. But but don't do the cutting quite yet, please. Now, if you are attempting to listen this morning, and undoubtedly I will get an, an, another text about this. I've already gotten five of them this, just coming in here from people in my family. That we are Our website is uh, undergoing surgery, and we have a new link for you to listen and watch. Hello today. News MS, we're borrowing theirs, newsms.fm slash listen. That's not too hard, huh? Okay. Pretty easy. Pretty easy, pretty easy. Just today, it will, it'll be gone. They're going to fix it. They're, they're doing the, the, the elves are working on the website right now, I'm sure. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, And of course, the ceasefire text line, 601 Eight seven nine four three nine five. Oh, I'm Southern today. Got those nines. Fun fact: the website will be back up on Monday as normal. That is what we heard. We're, we're always confident. We are always confident. Um, that's interesting, Carl. But I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, I can see some of it, but I'm not. I'm not sure what the close up is. That's okay. He'll he'll get in touch. He'll send a text just like you can. Um. You know, one of the things that happens as we get into our gardens, and I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures of your crepe myrtle, Raleigh. You send me, y'all send me pictures, and you know what you're looking at so much that you don't, you figure I'll know too. <laughs> but sometimes I don't, so you have to kind of help me out with that. I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much to the folks um, in this audience who have joined me in the Garden Mama community on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Garden Mama. It's an opportunity. Um, speaking of elves, the elves are setting up my archive <laughs> as we speak. So you'll be able to access previous newsletters and some other things that you might want to um, bore into in, in an archive sense. And we've also got um, some new stuff coming along. I'm uh, I'm all zoomed up, y'all. I'm ready to do consulting. So get over there to Patreon. You'll see what the opportunities are. And, of course, you can always get in touch with me, Mama on Air at Yahoo.com. We'll talk about those things. Um, walking around in somebody's yard is fun. But I have just learned recently that having you walk around in your yard and show it to me is just as much fun, really. I'd, I'd like to be there for coffee and tea, you know. But unfortunately, we can't do that right now. So we can have the opportunity, though, to look real closely at what you want to do, what you are doing, and maybe even some of that, you know, forensic horticulture that I like so much. What happened here? Sometimes I can tell you, sometimes I can't. But. Thank goodness y'all have allowed me to be truthful over the years. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. If I don't do a particular thing, I'll tell you I don't do a particular thing. But here's what you could do. Okay. Um, aha. That's what I'm looking at. Those two prunes. Now, this is this is a classic test. Oh, Carl, you, you started us off so well today. Thank you very much. Carl at LaFleur's Bluff. 
has two, two bushes right there in front of the door, you know, the entrance to the floor is blocked. They were pruned at the same time. One of them looks great, got a whole new sort of a wig of fresh leaves, you know, that it, it really is trying to hang on to. The other one has literally dropped everything. And the question is why? Why would you, why do these things happen? Um, it's real funny. Sometimes things literally are just that random. But I'd be willing to bet that one side of this bed stays drier because it's a raised bed. One side stays drier or one side stays wetter. And in this case, I'm thinking this side probably stays wetter. Um, and I'm gonna, I, I would also bet somewhere along in here there's a nutrient difference. And so I'm going to I'm going to leave it to there and see what Carl writes in and tells me next. But when we have a shrub like this will happen in a row of azaleas, this will happen in a row of anything. One, two and three look great. Four looks kind of wimpy. Five and six look great. And then seven and eight going down the road, you just have one every so and so that looks terrible. And they're all treated exactly the same way. So sometimes it's unexplainable other than to go and see right underneath that shrub. Um, one of my mo- my biggest challenges as a consultant once was to say, this one's actually at a lower point because the bed looked level. But when you went along and put your finger in the soil under the shrubs, the one that was not doing so well literally was twice as wet as the rest of them. So the two ends of the bed were draining to there, but it had been bumped up with a little extra soil and mulch, so you didn't know that. <laughs> and then when they planted, everything ran to the middle. So there's things you have to kind of um, investigate when something like that happens. But I'm going to, in this particular case, Carl, I really think that the the one that I'm looking at, as I'm looking at the right-hand side, I think that right-hand side is drier or wetter than the other side. So he'll he'll tell me, though. He'll send in a text and tell me. If you've never been to LaFleur's Bluff, by the way, you're missing a wonderful time in Jackson. Sharon from Brookhaven wants to know when to fertilize blueberry bushes and uh, what is the best one to use. Is there one that will work for blueberries and flowering plants? Well, it kind of depends on your flowering plants. For example, blueberries are in the group of plants that really love acid soil. That's what our soils are naturally, but we do also add to them in terms of the for example, working in pine bark mulch or working in composts and that sort of thing, we, we end up with a, an acid soil that's ideal for blueberries. The other plants that like that same soil and therefore could be fertilized with the same fertilizer, and I, this is going to be radical, but it's not, I promise, blueberries go a lot, go along in the same boat with camellias and azaleas and hollies and gardenias. These are all acid-loving shrubs that you're likely to have in your yard and in addition to the blueberries. And so the, the blueberries can be fertilized with the same fertilizer, the acid-forming fertilizer that you use on those plants. It's also true that blueberries can be fertilized with just about any organic fertilizer because they tend to run to the acid side as well. But just read the ingredients, and it'll probably have the pH on it too. I like, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Espoma organic fertilizers if I'm going to go buy a small bag of something to feed a few bushes. So you, you'll find a fruit tree food there. You'll also find a flowering plant food there. So if you don't happen to have those other shrubs, that would be the one I would consider if I were shopping today. Um, okay. Mickey Mouse cactus. Uh, I think your Mickey Mouse cactus is, it, there's a couple of problems here. This is Andrea in Madison. I'm 
going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that if I put a, took a pencil and lifted up one or two of these ears from the cactus that are not doing so well, I would see one of two things. I would either see that it has no roots at all, or I would see that its roots are real, real fine, tiny fine, and so therefore it's not able to take up as much water as it needs. We're going one direction or the other. As long as you don't have a problem in other with other plants that are growing in this soil, I'm not going to attribute it to the soil. I'm just going to say I think that this particular plant didn't get established well. Now, what I would do today, I would get a, some cactus soil, which can be a potting mix with sand, with ground bark. You need something that drains really well. I want a shallow pot. This looks like it might be a shallow pot. And I'm going to take out the parts that are in good shape and pot them up fresh. And then I'm going to begin worrying about these that are left over in the other container. I want to get the good parts out because I have a feeling that there's something either staying too wet. If this, if you look in there and you, you pick up one of those that doesn't look so great and it has no roots at all, or if they're really teeny tiny fine roots, we've, we've located our problem. We don't have enough drainage and we've got too much water in the system. I realize that sounds upside down because if it has too much water, why is it dry? Because when the roots stop working, no water gets to the top of the plant. And we can drown roots, and the top of the plant just can't get any water. It's, it's a, it isn't exactly an osmosis thing, but it, osmosis is involved. It has to do with how, much, how saturated the roots get in the saturated soil. And when they can no longer transmit, the top of the plant suffers. So I want to take out the part that is in good shape still, put it in a fresh, really well-drained cactus soil, mix that you can make easily and then worry about the rest of it okay Okay. good news is that still looks about 10 times better than my last three cactuses (laughs) (laughs) well you know um yeah i mean there's a i've 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 had a few that just literally keeled over on me and and there wasn't any good reason for it that does happen sometimes but usually we can find the, the path back by looking at the roots of the thing that isn't doing so well and if we see that, because because cactus are not, they're they're not shallow rooted plants in nature, they're searching. You know, there's there's the, the reason they can grow is because unlike other things in that dry environment where they come from, they can find the water. So if yours are being overwhelmed by water or heavy soil, then it's a it's a problem. It is a problem. Um, can I prune a camellia bush if it has finished blooming? Yes. If your sasanquas bloomed less than. A month ago, you can prune them as well. The camellias and the sasanquas need to be pruned within a month after their flowering. So that's the that's the answer to that every day. Um, well, if the spot the the leaf spot is a can be a problem, but this, this doesn't look like anything that's going to be devastated by leaf spot, Carl. I have to tell you, he says it doesn't stay too wet. The whole thing is sloped. Um, in that case, I'm going to tell you that it, if, if you feel like it is the leaf spot causing the trouble, when you do your pruning, make sure you rake everything out of there and then just spray them both with oil spray. That will help to suppress it as we're coming in. And then as new growth comes on, you can spray with some fungicide till they get, if you happen to have some around or if you go get some, until the leaves get completely expanded. Or, as somebody else would tell you, You can always dig it up and plant something else. (laughs) Stick around, please. (laughs) This is Weekend Gardening.
turn them grains. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by the Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Pillium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do? Great question. Pillium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support, IT security and forensics, cloud services, and networking. Plus, next generation body cameras, in-car video systems, and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients. In short, Pillium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people. Smart business. Smart solutions. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares Sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of 50 U.S. 
less than D.C. of age of majority. Ends 2-4-2021, p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states, NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules have not offered a sponsor this promotion in any way. Effective communicators tell stories to make a point. Dr. Michael Ziegler shows how the parables of Jesus point us to Jesus. This week on the Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Supertalk 97.3. But I tell you, with cornbread and butter beans, it's all right. It's better. It's better. Speaking of which, which of you, which butter bean are you planting this year? Everybody's starting to think about varieties for the later garden. I think we're all looking forward. You know, it's not anywhere near time to plant any of those things that we would be seeding out in the garden yet. But not too long away, we'll be looking at butter beans. We'll be looking at field peas. We'll be looking sooner than that of course at green beans but right now it's all about carrots and beets so if you are growing some vegetables love to hear from you triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on the other hand if you're pruning camellias this is a great place to talk about that triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven coming in on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five um red wants to know he's in lumberton of course or she um when to cut the blueberries back in in the home garden my preference long term is to do the, any pruning that needs to be done right after you pick the fruit simply because you've got all summer then for that plant to grow and and put on new wood and and get bigger and bulkier and therefore next year have better fruit that works for um we're not the commercial applications of blueberry growing have different considerations. They have considerations about pruning, but they also have considerations about picking and when it's going to, how they're going to get picked and this and that and the other. In the home garden, we're more likely to be growing a hedge or just a few big bushes. So we don't have to be, we don't have to come down as often as they do. We, we don't need to keep things under a certain height. Although I'll tell you, the tallest blueberry bush I've ever seen was, in fact, as tall as my friend's one story with an attic house, and that's because she decided she she pruned it, but not on the top. She would prune the sides in order to get fruit for her and her family, but she left the top for the birds. They seem to have it worked out, but that's the biggest blueberry bush I'd ever seen. Magnificent in fall color. And, of course, that's the other reason. That's one of the... There's a trivia question out there somewhere. You know what what fruit tree, what fruit plant can you plant in the uh, landscape? And one of the best answers is blueberries, because not only are they neat growers, they also have beautiful fall color, and they're very very reliable. So, good questions about blueberries always tickle me because I'm one of those people that gets out and prunes them, and then the next year I forget, you know, or something, and they seem to do okay anyway, but I'm not growing commercially. This is all just in the backyard. Um, 
um, I, I, I have to try and translate this into English. I will do that shortly. Thank you very, very much, John. Good morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, when we talk about uh, all of the things that are going on in the garden right now, one of them it, it literally is sorting through. And I say that because winter is the best time to look at the bones of your landscape, to look at your hardscape. And I call it sorting through because, for example, when I drove up to my house yesterday afternoon, (laughs) don't go out much, so I haven't driven up and looked at the front yard much. But when I drove up and looked at the front yard, I realized that it really is as naked in the winter as I think it is. And I, even though the daffodils are coming up and all that sort of thing, I still need some anchor shrubs in that bed so that your eye doesn't immediately go to the things that aren't happening. So that's something to consider. For example, if you have a path, and you've always thought that that path needed to be just a little bit wider, winter's the time to do that. With enough rainfall, our soils get soft enough to push things out. You know, if you feel like you need to make um, haul in a few benches and make a, a spot underneath a tree where nothing else will grow, this is the perfect time to do that. Bring in the benches, bring in the mulch, sculpt that space so that it's like you want it to be. And then that's a permanent part of the landscape. I love it. Good morning, Daryl. What's going on? You want to prune. What are we pruning today? Hey, Daryl. Hey, is this Daryl? Yes, sir. Okay, I pruned all my roses and fruit trees yesterday. Where do you live? Yeah, I live in southeastern Lee County. Lee or Leek? Lee. Okay. 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 And I need to talk to the bird man because I need to put up a bat house is another thing. Okay, well, I think you can find him on Facebook. His name is Ken Hackman. He's not here today. Well, when is he going to get on your radio? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. Spring's really busy with him too, so he he'll probably he'll be back though. Uh, he'll probably call if he's available. If he isn't out doing something today, he'll call in and and we can uh, find out about putting up some birdhouses. Thank you for calling today, Daryl. Appreciate it. That's great to hear from you. Thanks. You know, I think this is one of those things. I'm not really fascinated by the Antarctic, but when we start talking about snow and we start talking about, I don't, I just didn't know this. This is, you know, learn something new every day. Keep your, keep your brain cooking. From the University of Colorado at Boulder, the Antarctic Peninsula has a population of red and green algae on top of the snow. What? Mm hmm. That's right. This really is one of those, because you can imagine as algae grows, of course, it's not inert. It has a a life to it. It has heat involved in it. So it creates significant extra snow melt on a par with the the dust that, you know, snow melt is often caused by dust that comes from somewhere else. The Rocky Mountains have have consistently had that problem. Dust rolls in and the the snow melt happens and it can be a catastrophe at times. But This first study about the Antarctic tells us that the impacts on that particular climate, the snow and the ice melt, the fresh water availability and all those sorts of things are really not accounted for in any of our current models. So now we've got to go back and recalculate. And this is a good example of what I was telling you about the truth, the fact can shift when we find out something else we're not going to go back and 
call those previous scientists a bunch of liars. We're just going to say they didn't know about the red and green algae. So now we do. Now we've got to take it into consideration and make it work because algal blooms are likely to increase, you know, I've never been anywhere that there was was algae bloom that it didn't have more the next year than it did the year before. Yeah. Yes, you all know. I attended LSU. The lakes at LSU are famous for their algae blooms. They are indeed a source of great biology. But whew, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a big mess. We certainly don't want that happening in the Antarctic. Come on. So they got to figure out how to take that into consideration as they are working on those different pieces of what's going to happen and what it means to the environment and to the various parts, you know, things that live there as well as the conditions of the environment itself. Florida Museum of Natural History, a little closer to home, though. You know, I think one of the things that is so fascinating about the 21st century to me is that we have got a way to count, a way to measure, a way to calculate just about everything, okay? But that leads to a lot of time spent going over stuff that we've already gathered or looked at. What if they hadn't gone out on all those expeditions? What if people hadn't said, you know, botany is really my cause. I'm going to go out and see what I can find out about it. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to learn from people. I'm going to find a mentor, however they did it, okay? So these things end up in museums, things that people found. In this particular case, their degree lichen. Yep, that's right. And only now, only because we can look at the DNA, do we know that it was misidentified by its original collectors. It is sitting in the Florida Museum of Natural History, taking up perfectly good space, but nobody knew that it is as rare as it is. It's one of only 32 known specimens collected in northern and central Florida in the scrubland, be, in a hundred years, between 1985 and, and uh, 1885 rather, and 1985. Well, good grief. If we only found 32 and we got one that's misidentified in the Natural History Museum, chances are there's some more out there, but we just haven't known what it was. So now they've got to take a look for it. Um, it's, it's been named in honor of Florida's Tumukua people, Tumu, I'm sorry, Timuqua people. Learned how to pronounce that last night. Um, Cora Timaka, and, and it is really amazing. It is critically endangered. It is it is even more endangered than the Florida lichen, the reindeer lichen that is on the um, federally protected list. Okay, this one may be extinct. We don't know. So that's why they got to go out and look. Um, so if you if you're one of those people that finds lichen most fascinating, you might want to go out. And start looking for the fleshy verdigree. Interesting thing. Interesting to to have to to search for, you know. Something that is that obscure that everybody thought they had documented. No, we know about that. Well, no, you don't. That's why we have to keep studying. That is why we have to keep studying. You're very welcome, Red. Thank you for sending back a thank you. I appreciate that. Um Oh, this is great. Joe's in Starville. He wants to find the uh, Mardi Gras plant. And I love that that name has stuck with you. Thank you very, very much. The plant is Oregon Grape Holly. It is neither from Oregon, nor is it a grape, nor is it a holly. But that's what it's, the name of the plant species is Mahonia. But the Oregon Grape Holly is the one that we were talking about. There are a bunch of plants in that Mahonia group that you'll find at the garden centers. But the one we were talking about has leaves that look like holly, 
sticky, prickly things, but they're dark, dark, dark blue. And they're so blue that they're almost purpley green in different places. Then the thing blooms yellow, and then it puts on new growth that's green. So that's why it has purple, gold, and green on it all at the same time. And then the berries are purple, too. So we have it, that's why the story comes from dear friend, um, fellow student back in the dark ages in horticulture school, and the amazing Dan Gill. He was, of course, um, the, the, the agent in, or extension agent in New Orleans area for ages and ages and ages. And he's, uh, he's now happily doing other, retired, you know, cause we're all that old. But he's also, he's still very, very busy. If you want to look for Dan Gill, if you're a fan of his and you, you want to find him, you can find him. He's still on the radio. He's still on Facebook. But, he told the story about one of his early calls callers when he got to New Orleans telling him about the Mardi Gras plant. And I just thought that was so wonderful. Once he figured out what it was, he didn't know what it was. None of us knew what it was. We'd never heard it called that before. But I love that that's what, uh, he know, how he knows it and that Mahonia is just a beautiful, beautiful plant. You'll find it in the woods here, but you'll also find it in garden centers. Um, I have one. I have a Mahonia that is the opposite of that group in that it has very, very thin, soft leaves. And it's known it's known as the soft caress, is I think its variety name. But um, it, it also has the beautiful yellow leaves and some pretty berries on it. And I, I got that one, you know, um, as years go by, you, you tend to plant. You can't plant a tree for everybody you know who passes away as life goes on because, frankly, you'd be living in a forest and not be able to get in your house. So... I plant shrubs, and this this one is for a friend of mine um, who was always different than he seemed. And since Mahonias are known for being prickly, I planted the one that is not to go in his direction. Jim, I have no idea what you want to talk about. What's on your mind? <laughs> Good morning, Gordon. Mom, I'm out in my truck drinking my coffee, enjoying my favorite radio program. Thank you very much. Uh, Lord, Mama, I may have asked you this before. If I did, I'm sorry. If I didn't, I'm fixing to find out something. Now, we have bay trees and magnolias, which are similar. But the bay trees we have down here, is that the kind of bays they, they cook with? It depends. on. It depends. I can't really tell you. I'd have to look at it. Um, because we have, a bay, we have a bay magnolia. You know, we have, we, have a, we have a bay magnolia, and then we have a bay tree. <laughs> so... But when I when I barbecue, I get chicken like that. I get cherry cherry wood, mm-hmm. fresh cherry mm-hmm. wood, put it inside the grill. And when you do that, that chicken turns out golden brown every time. And there's certain things out there you can fool with, and certain things you shouldn't fool with. And I just want to make sure. That's very true. The way to tell about your tree's leaf um, is crush a leaf in your hand, and it'll either smell like bay or it won't. And that beyond that, you just would have to get the plant identified by taking a branch of it, you know, to a, a garden center where there's a horticulturist that could tell you. But oftentimes, I enjoy your show every week. Thank you so much, Jim. Have a good morning. Take care of yourself. It's true, you know, we have we we can grow just about anything here. But you do he's right. We need to make sure what it is we're growing before we eat it. I like the tip about the wood for the smoked chicken. Only problem now is. Now I'm hungry. Hmm. All right, now. I'm going to talk to a bunch of folks this morning. We got texts. We got phone calls. We've got you. You've got me. I'm Garden Mama. This is Weekend Gardening. To another phone.
town so long ago. Weather sweet, magnolia blossom, cotton fields, or white as snow. Catfish was a river hobo, lived and died by the river's bend. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HighBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search, and it's easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And see what everyone is talking about. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Final sale days, final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right, own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever, Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland. Start off the new year with money-saving cheer during a New Year celebration sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 2021 is here, and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we resolve to save you money on our entire selection. So right now, pay just $179 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $179 per month. And pay only $319 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlanders. Plus, we're giving you a 43-inch TV with every purchase. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come save big during the New Year Celebration Sales Event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1640. Outlander stock number 16 and 5. 1999 down. 2.9% for 84 months. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and 223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range. A totally new and different type of gun store. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Final sale days, final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Richmond. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right. Own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Richmond. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. 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 If you want to hear the songs of Zion come from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. I'm so glad you decided to turn your radio on today. Or your app or your computer, or your, in our particular case today, um, news, FM, news VMS, I'm sorry, help, Raleigh, what does that thing say? Newsms.fm slash listen, forward yeah, slash. I was trying to pull it up. Listen. Well, it's down here, but I have to tell you, um, I have, I, I'm a conservative person in, in, a min, in many ways, and therefore, I use small type so that I don't have lots of paper when I go to print something. And as a result, sometimes I can't see what I printed. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. Not always a good thing. Um, I agree with you, John. We do miss album covers. It's much harder to get all of that fun onto the, the case of a, of a CD. Yes, that's very, very true. Um, album art, frankly, is one of those things that's, I think is the reason why people buy pristine albums more than to to pay them to play them anymore um people a lot of people just collect it because of the art and there's there's beautiful stuff out there that's for sure let's see um corinne got red norland and adirondack blue seed potatoes congratulations oh and then she got home and read um my my great digital newsletter she said that i didn't but thank you and that Red Lasota, Kennebec, and Sebago are good well they're 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 not she says i probably said they were the best they're not necessarily the only though and I do. I've grown Adirondack Blue and really like that one. I have not grown Red Norland. Um, the reason I'm so devoted to Red Lasota is pr- probably because a professor of mine invented it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but it is also the one that you see mostly in red potatoes, as small red potatoes in the grocery store and stuff. That's It's very, very popular. The others are going to be great, though. Um Recommend? Can I recommend good container varieties of eggplant and okra? I have never known an eggplant that wouldn't grow well in a container. But if you want to know what my my favorite ones are and the plants that are a little smaller than some others, look for the Japanese eggplants. Um, look for the Ichiban or for um, even even the ones that are small and shaped like eggs. My very favorite eggplant of all, though, is long green eggplant, and they're they're, they're shaped like the uh, 
the Japanese eggplants, but they're just they're beautiful green flesh. You can you don't have to peel them and all that sort of stuff. But that's for another discussion for another day. But I, I would go with any eggplant that you like to eat is the point because they're they'll all grow in a container very very well. Okra, I'm I like um, I, I like Cajun okra. There's a bunch of them that are small and I like them. There, it's also true though that if you have a particular fondness for cow horn or spineless and spineless or some of those ones that are really big you can grow them and get them about three feet tall in the container and then just start cutting on them and they'll make branches and make you a shrub of okra so that either one of those things can work but i like um i like red okra and i like the i really do like the smaller potted okras so i'm i I, they're not that great in containers but they're okay they'll they'll do fine they will do okay Let's see. Thank you so much for your sweet remarks about um, my my newsletter. And, yes, you, too, can get with the newsletter. You can do – oopsie, I told you I didn't know how to turn this phone off. <laughs> Got a new phone. I'm sorry for the noise. <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm pretty good, but some things defeat me. And in this particular case, I thought I had it turned off, but some days you don't. Um, one of the other questions that people are asking at this time is always – what do I do with all those rose prunings? What do I do if I've pruned the fig tree today? What do I do with the trimmings? Can I root any of that stuff? The answer is yes. And I'm going to tell you something that probably no horticulture book other than the ones that I have written will have in it. And that is the soil you're growing in is just fine for this. If you prune the fig tree and you've got a six-inch tip prune that you just took off, say you're, say you're prune, pruning off in the classic way, you take out the dead wood first. You take out any one of any two that are rubbing on each other. If anything's crisscrossing in the middle of the canopy, you take those out because you're trying to get sunlight down in there so you get more figs, right? Okay. Well, then at that point, you're cutting off tips so that you can stimulate the growth. Take off about six-inch cutting. Cut it on a slant. Turn around and just like my grandmother did, stick it in the soil next to the fig tree. Now, don't forget you did that because by the time the tree gets leafed out and everything's, you know, going, that's going to be rooted and it's going to be ready for you to dig it up. Fig trees are notorious for having a great root zone around them. They're shallow rooted. We tend to keep them mulched because of that. We tend to keep them watered because of that. Or we put them, say, for example, on the lower part of the slope rather than the top so that they get they can gather a little bit of water in their root zone. It's not like growing Louisiana iris. You don't want them to stay wet, but it's 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 a par- perfectly good thing to keep figs evenly moist, and those things will definitely root. Now, we talked last week about layering muscadines, and that means when you go to prune the muscadine vine or the wisteria, because they need to be pruned now too, you can take one of those long canes that you would ordinarily prune off and instead lay it in a trench next to the plant, leave it attached. Leave it attached to the to the main plant, but lay it into a trench. Cover that with soil with a little bit coming out the other end. In another, again, in about three four months, you'll see that the the new part has begun to grow. That tells you it's rooted. You can cut it off from the main plant, and you got a new muscadine or wisteria or anything else that you might layer, including a fig. If it's been a long time since you pruned the fig, you may have limbs laying on the ground, and if you do, it's a good way to put them to work for you. Um. I got a question, for sir. You. I don't yes, want to cut you off. Not a problem. I've got two little 
they're not beds, but I've got an outdoor fireplace. Mm-hmm. And on either side of the outdoor fireplace, I got a little mulch area where at one point the previous homeowners had two small trees. Those trees were dead. I pulled them up. Mm-hmm. They looked horrible. What's something that's good to plant that can be next to a fireplace? Something you know that's pretty hardy, mm-hmm. but that's like a plant it and leave it. Because I'm I'm not a gardener. How you know? close? Two feet away? Four feet? Uh, from the opening of the fireplace, it's probably three or four feet. Okay, good. Um, is it full sun? Yeah. Lantana. Lantana. Mm-hmm. Lantana will have flowers for the butterflies and bring the bees into your yard all summer long. And then they turn perfectly brown and sticky and you cut them down in the winter. And that's when you're hitting, doing most of the fires anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you're, you're the amusement at that point. But then the rest of the year, the lantana will frame it with flowers. They'll, they'll come, they'll start leafing out in March and they won't go brown until December. So you have most of the year to have their flowers. That sounds perfect. I would love to have some honeybees come back well, in you, my yard. You'd, you'll have them. Uh, it's one of the most attractive. Lantana is one of the most attractive and, and easiest to take care of. The, the problem that people have if they run into one with lantana, it's because they have it under an irrigation system and it comes on every day and waters them and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. You get all these nice green leaves, they're perfectly happy, no flowers because <laughs> they're too leafy and they need that stress of being slightly dried out in order to put on some blue now you could also put the ornamental grasses that i need somebody to come dig up out of my yard around (laughs) your fire pit but they're not as they are they're only pretty when they put on their plumes in the fall Mm -hmm. so but they also could take that kind of condition (laughs) i'm telling you i've got all got all these plants huh anyway question for you friends how much into trimmers are you I did not know until today that um, Danny in Starkville, by the way, suggests that you plant cast iron plants. That's a good choice. They are green all year. Um, they're 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 fun. That's good. Um, I, I just I'm put planting this with you. It's actually going to be coming along in the next hour that I'm going to talk about this. But I want to know how you feel about the movie Trimmers. I want to know how you feel about I don't know Trimmers Six. I didn't even know there were that many, but. Yep, it's like, it, could, it could be Dune. It could be a reference to that particular movie. Hmm, what is she talking about? Well, she's talking about soil, environment, creatures, gardening, and you here on Weekend Gardening. Stick around, come back. We've got lots to do. Winter weather just around the corner, contact a qualified service technician to ensure that your propane system is operating safely. Make sure that everyone in your family knows what propane smells like and what to do in the event of a gas leak, including knowing where the gas supply valve is and when and how to safely close it. Call us today to learn more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Propane Gas Association and its members. Propane, clean American energy. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. 
You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Hi, Eddie Schultz here with MGT Films. With some great news for businesses and homeowners here in the metro trying to balance utility bills and save money. 3M Window Films give your single and double pane windows low E glass light savings. 3M Window Films stop heat in the summer and maintain warmth in the cold winter. If you own a building or a home, you don't have to choose between comfort and savings anymore. For free estimates, contact MGT Films at 601-707-5596 or online at mgtfilms.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to News Mississippi. Senator Roger Wicker says President Biden is already making it clear his administration will put questionable climate change policies above the well-being of American workers. He's specifically referring to the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. Senator Wicker says the move will kill good-paying jobs and weaken our economy and our energy independence. The developer could challenge Biden's move in court or through the new North American trade deal like they did when President Obama scuttled the project in 2015. And health officials say a reaction to the vaccine may likely be felt with the second dose. Kyle Lewis, a senior director of senior care with Gulfport Memorial. We have seen that just from other areas. Memorial Hospital is in the second phase of the vaccination process. We'll be getting that second dose, of course, of the Moderna. We understand that Pfizer may potentially have a little bit more side effects, maybe slight fever, but we've been told that that's going to subside within 24, 48 hours. Andy Davis, News, Mississippi. Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, call 811, or you might hit... Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. (laughs) An electric line or a gas line. Tent's gone. Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the... Don't worry, honey, the doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. 
go with the home team. He was personally involved in two impeachment proceedings. I was on the Judiciary Committee in the House during the Nixon proceedings, and I was majority leader when we had the impeachment trial of Clinton. It's not pleasant. It's very difficult. It's bad for the country. You can't do anything else. That's former Mississippi Senator Trent Lott. And blood supplies are still running at critical lows. Mississippi Blood Services says they are experiencing a crisis-level blood donation shortage. O-negative, O-positive, and B-positive shelves are empty, and they are unable to receive help from partners because there is a national shortage due to the pandemic. To find a donation location, visit msblood.com. And while the matchup for Super Bowl 55 will be set this weekend, the referee crew has already been announced that it includes a Mississippi native. Pascagoula's own Sarah Thomas will become the first woman to ever officiate a Super Bowl as she was named the down judge for this year's season finale on February 7th. No stranger to breaking barriers, Thomas became the NFL's first female ref in history in 2015. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Southeastern Conference basketball action today finds Texas A&M at Ole Miss to take on the Rebels in the Pavilion. 2.30 is the tip-off. 2 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. Mississippi State is at Alabama to take on the league-leading Crimson Tide. 5 o'clock tip-off there. 4.30 is the airtime on the Mississippi State Basketball Network this afternoon. Other Southeastern Conference action, Auburn is at South Carolina. Arkansas is at Vanderbilt. Florida is at Georgia. LSU at Kentucky. Missouri is at Tennessee. Alabama leads the SEC standings at 7-0, followed by LSU at 5-2. Tennessee is 4-2 in the league. Missouri is 3-2. Florida and Mississippi State are 4-3. Kentucky is 3-3. Arkansas is 3-4. Georgia, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss are all 2-4. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HighBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HighBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find out what you're looking for today. Honey, are you sure you don't need to call Mississippi 811 before you dig the post holes? I'm just going down a foot or two. It's really not digging. Okay, but I'm just saying. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Digging post holes? You'll need to call Mississippi 811 two days before you dig to prevent you from hitting things like underground electric wires. <laughs> Honey, our electricity just died. Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. The NFL playoffs have reached the championship games. The NFC championship game and the AFC championship game will both be played tomorrow. The Packers and the Buccaneers will play a battle each other for the NFC Championship game at Lambeau tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The scheduled forecast right now for Lambeau Field is cloudy with snow showers possible. 50% chance of snow showers during the game between the Packers and the Buccaneers. Then the AFC Championship game is scheduled for 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. That's the Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending champions. Taking on the Bills. That'll be a 5.30 kickoff at Kansas City. The weather forecast right now in Kansas City is 40% chance of rain with a high of 45 degrees, a low of 34. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sports Mississippi. 
Skin Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for making this particular broadcast part of your day. Whether you're listening to the live shots, here we are, hello, or whether you're checking out our rebroadcast on Sunday, the on-demand, of course, at supertalk.fm. And if you're watching today, and I'm just really tickled, some of y'all are letting me know you are, newsms.fm slash listen. That's the link today only. The website's getting updated, so we will we'll be back on the usual run um, here in in just a day or so. It's fun fun to think about, though. Um, there are things that we sometimes look up and go do on the internet, and then we never do them. Again. Other things we favorite. Don't favorite this one. Always favorite supertalk.fm. <laughs> I think slash watch, <laughs> but that's the one that'll be back up for us on um, on on Monday. Ooh, Tonto Crepe Myrtle. That's a good one. When to prune it? Well, if you don't have to, don't. How's that? Is that simple enough? If you like the way it looks, it's growing well, and it's in a place where it's not going to, for example, hit the eaves of your house or be a you know problem to hinder traffic or anything like that, uh, then you don't have to prune it. Now, when we what we prune on modern crepe myrtles like Tonto, we may shorten the stems a little bit where the old flowers and seed pods maybe you're still hanging on. We might shorten that. And if we do, we might shorten it back as much as to the depth of our thumb, the width of our thumb, for example. Um, you can tip prune if you want to, but you'll get more vigorous growth if you'll go back a little bit further to around the size of your thumb. But you'll get plenty of growth and plenty of nice plant without any pruning at all on a crepe myrtle of a modern sort like Tonto. I will tell you that it's always a good idea to take a look at your crepe myrtles and go through the classic traditional pruning issue. And that is to say, if you've got two branches rubbing against each other, take one out completely. If you've got two branches crisscrossing the canopy, that's not going to be attractive. It's also not going to let enough sun in to make enough leaves to make enough flowers. So take those out. If there's anything damaged, um, this is the point where if that whip has come up from the bottom of the plant and it's now entwined in the branches of the crepe myrtle above it, you know, the, the, the little whip that comes out the bottom, take that out. You don't need that. If you're, on the other hand, trying to uh, grow a three-trunked crepe myrtle, and a lot of them are, and uh, one of those isn't doing too well, well, this might be the time that you want to prune that one a little bit to try to stimulate its growth because a three-trunked crepe myrtle needs all three trunks. How about that? Um, if you have been pruning this one to where you have knobs, because the traditional crepe myrtle, and yes, it is sometimes called crepe murder, involves a chainsaw and cutting off limbs, cutting through limbs that are bigger around than your arm. Okay? That stimulates that sort of lollipop growth. It sends them way up. It also controls the height of the tree. But over a few years, it will produce those knobs on the tops of the the stems, okay? Sometimes people want to go back and take those off. I'll tell you, that's really not the greatest idea because the tree has got a lot of energy invested in there. But when it sprouts out, you can certainly select two or three of the many sprouts that come off of there 
and keep those and not not continue to prune so heavily going forward. It's a tough thing, though. Once they've been pruned a lot, crepe myrtles respond well to pruning. That's one reason why we have done it. And people, of course, have pruned things as long as there have been things to prune, let's face it. Um, you, if you if you look at a band shell, for example, in in a, a big city park in many places, we think of these in in Europe, but but you can also there's also one in San Francisco, for example. It's a band shell, and that means that in the winter time, there's nothing there except some branches. There's no leaves on them, and then in about this time of year, maybe a little sooner, the they come through and prune all of those things down hard. So they do look like just knobs, and then they send out lots of growth, and that's what creates this canopy over the area, which provides shade in the summertime, presumably for the band concert. That's why it's called a band shell. Well, it's also a pergola because it's a structure that is anchored on either side of the the, the space, in this case the area where the band's going to play or where the people are going to sit. And that's the, the pergola, of course, goes up and across. And that's the same thing. But the band shell is oftentimes many, many feet long and has lots and lots of trees along the side of it because they're growing a canopy in an area that either didn't need one in the wintertime or where it wasn't practical. It was too cold for people to be out playing music and hanging around. And that is just one of the things that we do with plants. I have to tell you, um, as we figure out, the ways that people are studying so many cool things. Ohio State University has figured out a cheaper and more efficient. It's not always the case. You know, sometimes cheaper is like, eh. But in this case, it's cheaper and more efficient to work on this chemical reaction that is at the beginning, the basis, the heart of biological processes. That in turn, once we can break through that, you may remember a few years back, we had big breakthroughs in, in lignin dissolution or, 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 or comp decomposition. So we were able to get biofuels going a little faster because of that. Now that we have this key component created in the lab that can sort of catalyze, can be the, the, the catalyst, can, can start it all off, this is very exciting. Trying to do this forever, of course, um, publishing here in early January in Scientific Reports. This team from Ohio State wants us to know that they've done it. And that means they've, they're out there ready for you to replicate it in your lab. And then we'll begin to find the ways to produce it into the world. Here's at the very beginning of this. This is a cheaper and cleaner, easier way to produce what are called helper molecules. That, in turn, is what those are the things that help that turn carbon cells into energy. We need this. We need this so much. It, this is one of these things. Unfortunately, the, the cofactors, these helper molecules, are they're, in chemistry we call them cofactors. Um, they cost a lot of money. So it creates, a, if you're going to speed the process up, you end up spending more money to do it. So maybe the result is not efficient or as available to be produced because of the money factor. So to create the reduced cofactors in the lab, they, they just started, they layered nickel and copper, which are so cheap. You know, those are among the elements that are the most cheap. That electrode allowed them to recreate 
the cofactors that they needed. This, I mean, I know this is kind of crazy to to start to talk about it, but it's very very important, and it is something that we will be looking at over time. Um, biofuels, of course, are one of the ways that we are going to be able to manage not only to sequester carbon, but also, frankly, to run things more efficiently without producing more pollution. So if we can if we can get all those things into one basket, we will have really done something. And, you know, we're human beings. We can do that. Jamie's in Oxford. Let's see, when to pre-emerge your lawn and what to use? Good questions. The, this is, uh, we think about pre-emerging because we don't want those weeds to come up from seed in the lawn. The ones that are already up, you should have pre-emerged for in September. The ones that you're pre-emerging for now are the weeds that you would expect later on in the springtime or even into the summer. So I'm going to give you a tip. What a lot of people do if they find that the summer weeds are the bigger problem for them, um, let, let's see, the, the seeds that, that come up from chamber bitter, from gripe weed, that, those kind of things. Those, those seeds may be suppressed with an application in the winter and now, but... A lot of people will use half that amount now and then come back in May and put the other half out because we have so many weeds in this part of the world. <laughs> we need to give them all. We don't want to over pre-emerge the yard. We don't want to put out, you know, we're not trying to over chemicalize it, but you may find some good success. If you, if you pre-emerge now and you don't have great success, then you may want to save half that dose and do it again in May. It's one of the things that happens. The products that I like for, for the most part um, are Preen, P-R-E-E-N. Um, I use their organic formulas, but their other formulas are very well known and very well thought of. You'll find Pre-Emerge also in uh, bags specifically for your type of lawn. And sometimes those formulations are are real good. They'll they'll have things in it that in addition that you're trying to do. Maybe a little organic matter is the spreader for that particular one. Different ones, but um, I like it. It's a it's a good question and it's a good time to be thinking about it. Um, let's see. I'm going to have to I have to climb up into the computer and I'll, I'll be able to look at that and identify that plant for you. Um, Lyman's in Monticello. It. It really looks like Adam's Needle Yucca, but I can't see it well enough to tell you. The flower looks like that. Okay, now, let's have a little fun. If you've ever watched the movie Tremors, or if you're a sci-fi person and you got deeply into Dune, then you know about sandworms. And you know that just like we have taken ants for them, and just like we have taken every other critter and blown it up really big on the screen to make it look like a monster, well, guess what? We've now got worms that we have recently discovered it near Taiwan. Um, that, that, that These are the, the fossils from them. And indeed, they're more than six feet long. So we're getting into the territory of, of the myth and the fiction. But instead, this is the real thing. Simon. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Every Saturday I come in here wanting to have a good time, and you're talking about wasps. Well, I haven't gotten to the snakes yet. I have snakes today, Everything too. <laughs> else that's out there trying to kill me. No, these won't. You won't ever be near these. No problem. This was a trace fossil found in a rocky area near coastal Taiwan. Now, this is part of the research field that literally 
sees not only this is what sees what was there, but also sees the impression that it made. And so in this case, it's the impressions of these gigantic, um, (laughs) I love predatory ambushing worms is what they're called. Um, They roamed the ocean floor near Taiwan. This is millions of years ago, of course. But it's the result of, and the reason why it's interesting to me, they reconstructed this weird trace fossil that they found when they found the burrow on the base um, of, of the, the <laughs> he's going to scare you with bobbit worms now. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, my point of telling you all this is not just that there are so many wonderful discoveries to be made, but that a lot of the things that we focus on in movie making does come down to the things that scare us, just as Raleigh says. And that's the reason why there's six different or maybe seven Tremors movies of these things coming up out of the sand, okay? It's the same reason why we think about um, a, a lot of anything that is going to scare us, we we have to blow it up in, in our in our movie imagination, and that's what gets it. Get that's what keeps us up at night. Um, who knows who Valentine McKee is? What character that is? Mm-hmm. That's Kevin Bacon's character in Tremors. And friends, I don't know how to tell you this, but if you know me, you have indeed been within six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You're only two away. <laughs> yes, he was kind enough to come here to film a movie and i was lucky enough to get to work on it wonderful man wonderful man uh it was not tremors <laughs> it was my dog skip <laughs> oh my goodness i forget that he was in my dog skip oh it's yeah a great movie thank you it was we worked very very hard six foot long brian from biloxi wants you to know about his worms okay <laughs> Thank you, I think. Um, let's see. They're the hydrangeas, we don't know who this is from, but it's we'll pretend like 662 is a number in um, Hernando. So Kay in Hernando wants to know, when and how much can I prune hydrangeas? They're too big for their location. So glad you brought this up because it's a, another one that people are asking about at this time of the year. Depends on what kind of hydrangea it is. Okay. If you have French hydrangeas that bloom only once, and they bloom usually in June, and they're hydrangea macrophylla, these are the ones with the big round heads, usually blue, sometimes pink, but that depends on your soil character. Um, but, but, but the big brown headed blue ones are blooming on last year's growth. In other words, the growth that they put on last summer is what they're blooming on this year. If you prune them now, other than to take off the old flowers that might still be hanging on there, you're going to cut off this year's flowers. So don't do that. Instead, if I mean, obviously, if anything's dead, you can t- cut it out. But usually it's just naked canes with maybe one swollen tip on the top of it. Don't prune that in the case of the French hydrangeas, all right? But if you have limelight, if you have the paniculatas, if you have panicle hydrangeas, Those bloom on the growth that they put on this year. So now is the time to prune them. In the case of the limelight in my front garden, um, I'm going to cut the old flowers off, and then I'm going to take it down to where it's maybe four feet tall instead of five and a half (laughs) on one side. And there's a rose bush that's gotten up in it that I've got to dig out. But um, it's just this time of year we don't want to prune anything that's going to bloom on last year's wood. So then you say, well, what if I have one that blooms over and over? Okay, if you have a reblooming hydrangea, you still don't want to prune it now 
unless you just have to. And in that case, it will put on new leaves, new growth, new wood, and bloom this year. The other one probably won't be able to do that, okay? Um, Good news is we can prune the limelights now, and then when we get the others out of bloom in June, you can come along, trim off the old flowers, put them in the vase, and prune the shrub as you need to do. It's also at that point a good idea to fertilize hydrangeas. The limelights don't put their flowers on until later in the summer. So that's a, it's a different process, okay? Old wood versus new wood. Um, let's see. All right. We're talking about, um, again, another question about pre-emerge. Pre-emerge is not, generally speaking, effective on your grass. I'm intrigued that grass is turning green already in Clarksdale, <laughs> but I'm not going to question you about it. Speaking of Clarksdale, I miss Clarksdale. Juke Joint Festival headquarters, great place. Anyway, um, it's not. It, it's going to be too late to apply it at the point where the weeds that you're trying to control have already come up. So, in other words, if you if you've got weeds out there in it now, it's not going to control those. It's going to co- control the ones that come up in the next six to eight weeks. About. So it's not too late to do it. That's why people do it two or three times a year. They're trying to. They're trying to prevent the next crop of weeds from coming up. Okay? All right. Oh, one of my favorites. I have to tell you, um, this is this is really good news. There's a new flurry of attention around our friend, the magnificent musician Booker T. I'm glad to see it. And so am I. So it's just, just a good time to hear a little bit about onions. Oh, those onions. Had some red onion. Oh, my goodness. So much to talk about. This is Weekend Gardening. feel like you are in the dark well with a propane generator you'll never be in the dark again at least when the lights go out enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out propane generators assure you will always have power propane fueled clean cooking hot water on demand warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most why would you choose anything else propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com today This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit FabeRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFBINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. 
Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and 223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range. A totally new and different type of gun store. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Start off the new year with explosive savings. During the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you are sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings. During the New Year's Celebration Sales Event in Musto, Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I want to invite you over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You will see that my amazing team has put up a really nifty spiffy. There's my lettuce. There's my hibiscus. Obviously, they're not from the same uh, time of year, but they are photographs from my garden. And I am creating sustainable southern gardening strategies. Please come in. Please select a membership level and come on along with me. There's a lot going on. I've been looking for a place um, to put my stuff. I've been looking for a place that would allow interaction beyond what I could do with my own website or some group on Facebook. So this is my spot, and I hope that you will come over and visit and check it out. I like it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, patreon.com slash garden mama. Now, 
There's been some great things coming in. This is We're having lots of conversation on the text line today. John is once again out finding artifacts from the ancient history of Mississippi, and I just love, love, love seeing that. Yes, indeed, the plant um, in Monticello that Lyman was watching for is indeed a uh, – he, he, he calls it bear grass. I, haven't, I had heard it called that once. But I heard something else called bear grass, but that's okay. You call it whatever you want. I know it as Adam's needle, and that's because the leaves are so sharply pointed and because it makes thread coming off of them. So it's it's a yucca. It's a thready thing. That's You know, that's the way you can tell yuccas from agaves, right? Um, we think of agave like tequila, and we think of yucca as something that's going to stab you. Well, they both have pretty stabby points, but the yucca is going to have the filament, is going to have the, 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 the threads coming off of it. In ninety percent of the ninety nine percent of the the yuccas, um, and in fact, this is why it's called. Why the name of it is yucca filamentosa. See, it's filaments, and there's lots of them. But anyway, it's a great plant. It's um, one that I, I think needs to be considered more, both for its native character. It's, it brings a strong sense of place into our gardens, but it's also a great barrier if you don't care for your neighbor's dog. <laughs> so. We're not going to hurt the dog. We're just going to barrier them out. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Really nice. Anita and Loosedale has sent progress. That If you may remember, she's been um, trying to put this Leland Cypress back up that, that went over, and it really looks great. You've done a beautiful job. Looks fantastic. Going, you know, going just a little at the time, it, it, has, it has responded very, very well to the process. That's great. Thanks for showing us. <laughs> That's fun. I did not know that um, that there was so many goofy things going on in the, the world of, of gardening and science today. Um, I, I, I'm always fascinated, but sometimes I'm more fascinated than others. I did not know how they count animals. I've wondered this because they'll always tell you that this population is going extinct or this one is rebounding or, you know, whatever. And how do they count? Well, now we have one answer. Drones. Mm-hmm. That's right. Counting elephants from space. Thank you very, very much. These are satellite images that are collected by drones sent to the satellite. And then you and I sitting somewhere in some lab can look uh, and, and help get our computer algorithms to help us separate out what's elephants from everything else. And then eventually we can come up with an idea for conservationists, particularly in areas where the geography is complex it's you know it's not all an open savanna okay so there's places where you got you need to count satellite worldview three using high resolution imagery has captured african elephants moving both through forests and through grasslands and believe it or not this is the same it's as if you went and shot the film from the mountain next door it's actually as accurate as you or i could do so that's very cool in terms of um, our ability to actually work to reestablish populations of species that are endangered or that are even worse, that, that are thought to be possibly extinct. Um, African elephants, you may wonder, why are they counting African elephants? Why that choice? Because they're the biggest ones. It's the easiest to see. <laughs> Just like you would think, it's because they're so big. I love that. Dr. Isipuva says, as you can imagine, a heterogeneous landscape makes it much harder to identify animals. No kidding. And an elephant's bigger than some of the trees, so at least they were able to get something that they could count, you know? Um, Let's see. 
with, this is a good question. Um, Charlie, Brendan, Charlie, and Char, in 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 Clarksdale, we have a variety of small trees about three feet tall growing in containers for two years. When can I plant them today? <laughs> today be great. Now, when you take them out, there's going to be some roots that are wrapped around because those things have been in there for a couple of years. You can do a little bit of root pruning if they're just really tight and you can't separate them. But if you could just separate them a little bit so that each side can be headed out in another direction, you will find that you have a better landing in the container. Sometimes if the roots are straight through, for example, you go to the garden center and you find this great, beautiful shrub on sale on the reduced aisle and you get it home and the pot literally falls off before you can even get it into your yard because the roots are so constricted. In that case... If your roots have grown that much, congratulations, first of all. But if your roots have grown that much there in Clarksdale, just take a knife and slide down each side. Okay? You're not trying to cut them all apart. You're just trying to wound them because wounded plant tissue tends to break and come out with new growth. So the idea is with a potted up tree that you've had in the pot for two years, either if it if it comes apart nicely, that's great. You're going to dig a hole just like you would any other time. Put a slight raise in the bottom of it, fertilizer underneath, a slight raise, and spread those roots out. On the other hand, if the roots aren't going to spread, let's cut a little bit. I have transplanted trees where the roots were so tight in the bottom of the container, they had to cut the container off. So I'm telling you, this is not impossible to do. You can do this. And in that case, you'll have um, a much better start. But, yeah, do it now. Anytime between November and February is perfect for all of that. Later on is okay, but you will have to water more, and you will have to do you know more um, more fiddling with it than you would if you go ahead and get them in the ground in the winter. Um, my mind is wandering, and the question is, where is it going? Hmm. Is it on king cake? No, it should be though. It'd be a good day for a king cake. I got my first one yesterday of the year. And, Did you get the baby? Do I get Do I get to expect a king cake? Um, <laughs> are you going to be delivering? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I have uh, I, I have I have great fondness for cinnamon rolls anyway, and the the coolest thing in the world is to, to take that cinnamon roll and turn it in, stuff it with something and turn it into a king cake. It's delightful. Such fun. Anybody that's not done that. You, you you can find a king cake in a grocery store everywhere in our state, okay? And I'm going to tell you that it's okay. You don't have to get your king cake from any of our famous bakeries. You can get it from wherever yours comes from. But warm it up just a little bit, just a little bit. You don't want to melt everything on the inside so that it comes out the bottom, but you want to, you want to think of it as a cinnamon roll that you would like to have on a cold morning with a hot cup of coffee. <laughs> 12 to 15 seconds in the microwave. That's all you need. <laughs> there you go. So good. There you go. Well, and it's true. We have um, we have a great need to eat more cinnamon. It's good for us. White flour, not so much, but the, the cinnamon is very good for us. It's in the cinnamon. All the cream cheese. All the cream cheese. All the sugar. All that stuff. You know, that's we're stepping in seriously. One piece is good. If you find yourself eating the other half of the king cake, you need more friends. <laughs> Somebody else to talk to. I, I put a big dent in that cake yesterday. I'll tell you that. Well, that's because your wife's out of town. <laughs> you can get away with that. But when your mind wanders, if it's not wandering to king cake, um, 
I have said this, I may not have said it on the air before, but I have said all my life that my grandmother got up every morning as the oldest of eight and with her family, large family around her and all spread out. She got up every morning worried five minutes for each of us, you know, just specifically worried about each of us. Sometimes her mind was wandering, but when it wandered, it wandered over to who she needed to worry about. Um, I tend to wander things. When my mind wanders, I tend to try and come up with old song lyrics is because i'm trying to remember something i'm trying to remember a word or i'm trying to remember um what 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 lyric you know came after i can see clearly now you know or something like that but university of california berkeley has been doing a bunch of good research on this using of course our brain waves where do those brain waves take us and what they've come up with is a way to literally track the flow of our internal processes and actually send out a signal. You can get your brain to send out a signal, not necessarily to yourself, but I, I hope I can send it to myself, of whether our minds are focused, whether they are fixated, which is to say past focused into a bit of obsession, or whether they're wandering. And it's interesting if you think about it, focused, fixated, or wandering. Now, there's shades in between these things, but when you realize that you're doing something, um, there's there's a time in, in my life when my children were young and I was writing in the one end of the house and they were in the other end of the house. And, and more than once, they'd holler for me and they'd have to come all the way to the door of the room where I was to get me to pay attention because I was focused. Well, maybe I was fixated. I was trying to meet a deadline. But I knew they were okay because I knew they were, you know, they were in their own house. Nobody was bleeding. But the the question is, are you focused? Are you fixated or is your mind wandering? Hmm. They published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which is a big journal, um, using EEGs, of course, and electroencephalograms. Um, and they have literally been able to tell us the specifics of where our brains go and how you, they look different in the, in the, the imaging. I just think that's amazing. I I know that the reason we look at these things are not just because it's interesting. It's because if we can understand how our brain looks in those circumstances, then we might be able to predict when someone's brain's not going to be working in the way that we would like it to be. Um, fixation can, of course, sometimes turn into obsession. That's not a good thing. And, in fact, mind-wandering can turn into foot wandering too we don't want that so we have to keep up with all these things and i'm really glad that they're working on on these particular issues university of berkeley and uc berkeley rather and the university of virginia are both involved in this their their conclusion to their first part of their research is lots to be done but is of course that if you're if all the time you're you're focusing your mind for example you've got goals to meet and you're doing that all the time you really do miss a lot of things that are important it, and, and not just, you know, my children hollering from down the hall. But if you it, – it's having that free association sort of thought process lets memories come up, lets present stuff come up, and also imaginative experiences so that your brain can work on all of those things. And that in turn leads you to be able to focus better when you need to or, frankly, to let your mind wander. If you've ever tried to meditate and found that you couldn't or found that what they're trying to tell you to do didn't make any sense to you your mind is busy and and if you think about turning the volume down turning the freak down you know frequency not the freak 
we're all freaks, turning the frequency down a little bit, then that's part of what helps you to get into a more meditative state. That in turn lowers blood pressure in the same way that petting a cat repeatedly for 20 or 30 minutes will do. It's important. You've got to pay attention to these things. Take care of yourself. Cats raise my blood pressure. You don't have the right cats. <laughs> John's and Brandon, how do you repot Kimberly Queen ferns? Do I cut them back and repot? You certainly can. Um, Kimberly's are among the hardiest of all, and if if they're busting out the sides of their containers, we used to say wait until the, the fern cracks your container because you'd grow them so long in the same pot. You don't have to. Um, but, yes, you can take them out. Sometimes, though, they get so big that you realize, I don't really want to have to put this in a larger pot. I won't be able to pick it up, much less hang it, you know, if that's how you're handling them. So you can take that Kimberly fern or really any other massive, massively rooted fern, take it out of the container and literally just cut it in half or thirds or even quarters, depending on how big it is, and repot each of those individually so that then you can start all over again. Um, it, it's, it helps to cut back whatever is damaged or, or browned or anything like that. That's fine. But other than that, you would just trim them a little bit on the top. If they're, for example, in an area that doesn't get uh, too cold, they haven't changed their colors, they haven't gone through any browning yet, that's fine. If they're overgrown and you need to repot them, do that. And do, yes, trim a little bit, but don't give them too hard of a haircut. Um, not too much of a haircut. Let's see. Oh, Matt's got boxwoods in Madison. Is it possible to cut them back to 12 to 18 inches without killing them? Well, I don't know. (laughs) People do it all the time. It usually works, but I have a better idea for you. If they're four to six feet tall, cut them down to three feet now. Well, in February. Wait a minute. But in February, cut them down to three feet tall. Okay? They're not going to grow very much. And by next year at this time... You will only, you can probably cut another foot off and get them down to that tiny area that you want. If you're trying to get rid of them or if you're trying to dig them up and move them, I'm still not going to take them down any lower than two feet. Okay, if you, I mean, in other words, if you're trying to dig them up to replace them and put something else there, I'm still not going to go down lower than two feet. Boxwoods are not the friendliest of our shrubs. How about that? That's a good comment. Boxwoods are not the friendliest of our shrubs. Stick around. we got a little bit longer to go today, and I appreciate you being here on Weekend Gardening. A job, an opportunity. If so, Mississippi Community Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high-paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. For more information, email info at mccb.edu. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. 
Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right. Own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry Ridgeland. Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420 or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green, the new degree of comfort. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Queen, now $17.99, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hi, Eddie Schultz here with MGT Films with some great news for businesses and homeowners here in the metro trying to balance utility bills and save money. 3M Window Films give your single and double pane windows low E glass light savings. 3M Window Films stop heat in the summer and maintain warmth in the cold winter. If you own a building or a home, you don't have to choose between comfort and savings anymore. For free estimates, contact MGT Films at 601-707-5596 or online at mgtfilms.com. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares Sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and of age of majority. Ends 2-4-2021, p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules have not offered a sponsor this promotion in any way. Final sale days, final discounts at Soul Burgers Jewelry in Ridgeland. Buy remaining inventory for just pennies on the dollar. That's right. Own fine jewelry for as little as 17 cents on the dollar. Doors close forever. Saturday, January 23rd at Soul Burgers Jewelry, Ridgeland. See clearly now the rain is gone. Yes, we have to count on a little bit of sunshine in between all these rainy days, but those rainy days make it perfect for transplanting, perfect for those shrubs and trees that you'd like to get into the garden, and the ones that I need dug up in the front. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're if you're digging up, if you're uh, transporting, if you're buying and adding new things, this is the perfect time for it. Cloudy weather with a little bit of rain in the forecast is even better. So that's great. Ook, also coming up, don't forget, if you have been part of Tulip Tuesday or if you would like to learn more about cut flower growing in the state of Mississippi, and yes, it is an industry, and yes, it is booming, we're helping it boom even more this year with a series of Tulip Tuesdays. Um, if you know how to get in touch with Donna Yowell, you know that she is dyowell at AOL.com. But you can also go into Facebook to the Flower Growers of Mississippi and check that out. And I'll also have other information about it. We're beginning again in February, and we'll be going right on through June on uh, Tulip Tuesdays, the two Tuesdays a month. So come for that and stick around for Getting to know Garden Mama at Patreon.com. There's a lot doing and a lot of opportunities for us to get together and garden, um, both in the virtual world and in the actual world as well. I look forward to being able to uh, show you my garden, sad as it is in places, but that way we can all learn together. Well, 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 well. What animal sweats milk? Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. You heard me. I'm going to make Raleigh have bad dreams. I think I've heard of this one before. I hope you have because it is none other than our friend the platypus. Yep, that's it. Now, <clears throat> the point of this particular discussion is uh, it, 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 it lays eggs. The baby's nurse on it. It is toothless. It has a venomous spur, has webbed feet, 10 sex chromosomes, and its fur glows. Did not know the fur glow. Now, how cool is that? That is, uh, God, God was having a good night when he created that Believe you me, one. when the Europeans, you know, everybody that lived there knew about this thing, of course, but when the Europeans discovered it in 1700 in Australia, they were really surprised. They had no idea. No one could define it. And, of course, the people who lived there said, well, it's just that. You know, that's where it lives. But now... Because we just had to do it. Somebody had to map that creature's genome, and they've finally done it in nature. What they have learned is, in fact, yes, it is a mammal. We've always talked about the, the mammal that lays eggs, the platypus, yada, yada, yada. But genetically, guess what? It's a lot closer to other things in addition to mammals. It has, it has preserved many of its ancestors' original qualities and features in mammals, birds, and reptiles. It has them in there. They're in the DNA. That's why it looks so weird. That's why it acts like it does, because it is literally an amalgam of its inheritance. I think this is fascinating. Um, there's, um, it, it's really, it, it just has carries only one gene that still lets it lay eggs, for heaven's sakes. I mean, you know, there's just so many things about it that are rare and wonderful. And those are the things that we need to appreciate and understand about what, you know, what's going on simply because that gives us information about all these other species. Okay. That's why they study the genome, of course. Um, interestingly enough, the platypus um, has casein genes, which is what makes our milk like it is. And it's a lot like our milk and cow's milk and other mammals. So they were very, they're very mammalian and yet they're not. And that's, that's pretty cool. That's when you get the garden mama. Weekly digital. See, I print one to bring it in here. But when you get the um, the digital delivered, you find out about these things as a little tease for the week's radio show, and also other ways to get in touch with me. Because frankly, I like getting in touch with y'all. Now, 
from our friends at Harvest Barn Church, still the source of the best lentil recipe I've ever had. Um, Do I cut the roots when repotting a fern? That's a pretty fern, by the way. You cut the roots if you need to. For example, if you take it out of the container and you're going to cut it in half or you're just going to move it up, then you you would trim the roots just a little bit. But if the fern was not doing well and you had decided that you needed to actually repot it and rejuvenate it, yes, you would cut on the roots as well because you're, you're going to encourage them to make more new roots. So both of those things are true. You don't have to do anything to the roots if you're simply repotting it and it's in good shape. But if you're simply repotting it or if you're going to divide it into pieces, you'll need to cut a little bit of the roots. It, it's really a good idea. Um, can you cut back hibiscus? John's and Brandon, yes. They're, um, he had white growth on one of them last year. Probably mealybugs. If it's sticky, it's usually mealybugs on hibiscus. Um you can cut them back if they're in a place where they're not going to, you know, we're, we're still here in, in your part of the world in Brandon and in central Mississippi and, and many places further north where people are listening to this show. We're going to have colder weather yet. Um, we know the prediction was for a colder, uh, a drier and, and, and uh, warmer winter. And we're certainly having that. We're having the deep dip, and then we're coming back up, and then the deep dip and coming back up. There are going to be more deep dips, okay? So I don't want you to start printing on the hibiscus unless you can also bring it in the house where it's warm. So right now, the only thing I would do would be to take off seed pods or anything, and, you know, get the leaves out of the bottom of the pot that have fallen off and keep it watered minimally. And just let's wait for about another month before we start pruning on it. And yeah, you have to, you need to watch for the white, uh, sticky stuff. That's easy to get rid of though, if it appears. Um, when you have, and it's true for almost any insect that appears on a container plant like that. As long as you're looking at your plants every day like you should, um, then you are absolutely going to see when that first white dot pops up, those the little sticky things that will stand up. And at that point, you just get a, a Q-tip, a swab of some sort, or a tiny paintbrush. Um, you know, your kids get those um, watercolor things, and the watercolors get used up, but the brushes are still around. Those will work, too. Dip it in a little bit of alcohol and paint that white critter on the hibiscus stem, and it will just crisp up. So you're you're in good shape with that. It's one of those things you will have to keep looking at. They do they do hide and they do um, multiply at about every eight days. So you'll see some more. Um, let's see. My mm, <laughs> oh my goodness, Matt is in new site. Um, what do I need to do to make my pecan and apple trees more productive? Two really very different things. The apple tree needs demands to be pruned this fall and if you don't have a pollinator tree nearby you need to plant another one so that you can actually get plenty of apples you'll get some but you always get more pecans are the same way pecans though some are self-pollinating some are absolutely not so in that case you need to determine whether or not you can make any nuts even if they're not good ones if it makes any nuts you're in better shape than if it has never done that so for the apple tree, you need to do the apple tree type pruning, which is pretty classic stuff. Um, you're going to shorten and clean out the inside of it. And then along the stem where the spurs come off, you're going to cut them in the same way that you would do muscadines or wisterias. You're going to cut those tees down to about an inch. That's where the flowers and the fruit can appear. So that's the, that is the whole business about um, doing 
our friends, the apple trees. Pecan trees, you really need to just start fertilizing them and use a fertilizer that's made for pecan trees that will have zinc in it. Thank you, Harvest Barn. Cut back roses in um, February. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Donald in Oxford. You can prune your pears today. Go for it. I say, today's going to be a really good day for a lot of things in the garden. I might even get some of those grasses dug up. Who knows? Bring them to Raleigh. Thank you so much for your attention today. Thank you for being with me here on Weekend Gardening. Keep on growing. Stick around. Come back next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton and Extendamax Herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer trials. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.